Welcome back to the Park Shore Coins and Collectibles Hour. We're in the studio with owner of Park Shore Coins and Collectibles, Scott Heiligman. Yes, sir. Hey, Scott. Hey. We had a great segment the, the last first part of the show, and um, we ended by talking about values as far as the value of recommendations, honesty, and respectability in your business, having someone in Southwest Florida that can define collectibles, can give honest values, and actually help someone through the transitioning from um, owning or buying or inheriting collectibles into valuations and what they might do with those things. And with that in mind, we, you were telling me about a text that you got from Tristan in Fort Myers uh, last show. And she said, I just inherited a large coin collection from a parent. She didn't say who just inherited a large coin collection. I'm not sure what to do. Where should I start? She said they're American coins. Oh. What should I begin to do with uh, evaluating these coins? Oh, okay, that's a great question. Tristan, was it? Tristan. Oh, hey, Tristan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a fan of Park Shore Coin and Collectibles Hour. Um, and that goes back to what you opened with. The transparency is a big one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we pride ourselves on and mm-hmm. kind of be transparent on what you have and, and what the value is and what we would buy it for and why we would buy it for that or why we wouldn't buy it for this much. Um, and that's why, you know, Tristan... You got to first. You got to figure out what you have. So if you're talking about quarters and dimes, uh, sounded like they're talking about maybe American constitutional quarters uh, that were pocket change. Uh, you want to you know gradually pick out the 1964 and older. Now you want to get the dimes, quarters, and half dollars, right? And anything older than 1964 are going to have silver in them, a lot of silver in them. So those are the first things you want to separate are the pre-64 dimes, quarters, and half dollars. Now, pennies are a little bit more tricky because there's the weed head pennies that were made in the early 1900s, so I think 1954-ish. No, 1956-ish. And you're looking for about three pennies in that whole collection. Um, and they've made hundreds of millions of those, right? So that's a little bit more complicated one. Uh, if your collection is a little bit more circulated and worn out, you probably want older than Indian head pennies. And those are 1901 and older. Okay, so those ones you want to separate, and then everything else, you just kind of do it that way. And then you count them up and say, this is what I have. But that's a great way to start separating them. Then you're going to see silver dollars in there. Right. There's two types of silver dollars primarily that you're going to see. It's going to be a Morgan silver dollar or a peace silver dollar, right? And those were made in the 1930s and before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they made the Morgan dollar 1887 was the first year. So those are going to be the price ranges and those ones that you're going to be looking for. And that's going to be what 95% of collectors have in a collection. Right. Morgan and silver dollars. Now, there's some older silver dollars like the trade dollar and the seated dollar. Uh, those become very collectible, you know. But those are big, and you're going to see that. right? And then It's easy to spot. They're right there on the date. Every coin has a date. So it's really just a matter of looking at the date mm-hmm. and seeing what you have. Right. And the main important ones of why people collect the coins are this pre-64 silver. Those dimes are worth about a dollar seventy each. Okay. Okay, just for one dime, mm-hmm. right? So you figure about seventeen times what the actual value is. That's what Park Shore Coin will buy it for. So using dimes as an example, quarters and half dollars would be math's a little bit more complicated. Yeah. yeah. But so quite I use dime. A bit of, but Same thing. Those are very good. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just you just multiply times fifty cents right. times seventeen instead. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. So Tristan may not know exactly how much value is in the collection. She said coins, that she'd inherited a coin collection. Now, she didn't say anything about currency, but there's a whole nother realm. We talked about it in the, the first part of the show, 
some of the currency out there, like the $1,000 bills, the 500s, some of the old gold. Star notes are what people notes. want to look for. Even in uh, modern coins, it's funny because I bought out some paper currency. And my customer, I paid him with a $100 bill, and in there was a star note. And we just kind of laughed because I got done buying a bunch of star notes from older ones. Right. But a star note's next to the serial number, there'll be a star next to it. And that means those notes are made by an emergency use only. Okay. And so they become immediately collectible. Okay. Right? So if you get those in the old, old currency and the $1 and the $1,000, I mean, the you know, highly collectible is an understatement. Well, with currency in mind, you hear the, the term silver certificates. Conditions everything in those. Okay. I see 100 silver certificates a week. Right. A lot of them are worth $1.25 each. Right. The $1 ones. Because they're wrinkled up. They're in poor condition. So, but if they're immaculate, then they can be worth five, ten dollars. You are they, know, are, are those types of things rated like they rate coins? They can, yeah. You send them to PG, PMG. Yeah, yeah. They're owned by the same company, and they one to seventy, absolutely. So it comes and, with PMG rating. It's probably worth going to be worth more. Yeah, much more. <clears throat> okay, but that costs fifty dollars. You know, you some coins you don't <laughs> yeah. even you don't bother sending up a lot yeah. of those. You know, so so a, a, a potential client that reaches out to you and says, like Tristan did, I've inherited a coin collection. What do I do? Where's my starting point? Calling you or having you come and look at the or collection. Bring or bring them in. Bring it in to That's your office. That's always the best bet. Yeah, because there might be things that condition you're talking about that they're not, they don't realize that condition might be favorable or unfavorable um, or rarity or perhaps maybe some of the coins Mint errors. Mint like on the double die 1955 sure. wheat sure. head penny. It's a $1,700 coin. Wow. Yeah. And it just says 1955 stamped on there twice. Okay. It's just a penny. I'm going to have to look for those. No, I, I hope so. I hope <laughs> you've been looking. You haven't been looking all these years? Yeah. Oh, heck. It's the little things Keeps like that that, night. that most of us out in the real world don't don't think about it. You know, we end up with a handful of change, a pocket full of change, or like most men do, we put change in a container on our dresser thinking, well, eventually when that's things full, I'll yep. take it to the bank. You should go through it. Yep. The 1909S. VDB is like the first one they ever made. They made the Indian head till then. Right. Right. And then the 1909S VDB is the really high-end penny. That's the first collectible one. Mm -hmm. Then there's a 1922 with no mint mark on it. Mm -hmm. That one's highly collectible. But the 1955 double die, it's called obverse, DDO, because the front's the obverse of the coin. Okay. It's the most collectible penny. That's what's got everyone into it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a double strike because I mean, that's why I always tell people who are looking through pennies and they have wheat pennies and old wheat pennies, and I honestly tell them they're worth two, three cents each. That's what they're worth. You know, it's when mint errors happen. Right. That's when they become collectible. That's where they become valuable. So if you have, or if they're in mint condition, or mint. you know what I mean. Like if you even have a high end wheat penny any year, it's worth some money, right? A buck or two, right? You know, but not a penny or two like the other ones, right? Because there's so few that are they're all so worn. They're pennies. Do you have people bring you containers full of wheat pennies? All the time. And just say, Scott, go Almost, through these and tell yeah. me if there's anything. But well, I just with, buy them with, for with, three just, cents a piece. Yeah, here, I'll give you and this quite much. frankly, I usually sell them for that as well. Yeah. And I have a couple people that are just retired, uh, special needs, and I let them. that's what they do for a hobby, and I give them to them. Yeah. And I just say, have fun going through them, and they just organize them. And every once in a while, they'll say, Scott, you're not going to believe what I found. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. These coins are very rare for a reason. Yeah. And quite frankly, I, I pretty much assume when a customer brings them in, they've been through them. Sure. They've searched them. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they absolutely they have. Because yeah. so, I, I know, I see the people bring them in organized all the time. That's what they do. So your best bet, if you're thinking of collecting, is probably not wheat pennies, but it's probably... Pre-1964 silver, silver 
coins that have a percentage of silver yes. in them. That we're, that's where there's some. Yeah, value. and don't get into the modern stuff either. Right. People are buying these modern proof sets and these modern coins, even the ones we spoke about in the earlier segment about that Morgan dollar that the mint put out. They put it out at like a hundred bucks or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, is this the one that Everything's they had the so hot, overpriced the Carson City? Yeah, mark on the, it? They, they had that. The Ooh. New Orleans, the San Francisco mint, and every single one of those mintages, they literally brought up a chart on that TV show yeah. saying how these ones are more rare. Yeah, than, than, than the all the, than the coveted S. It's amazing <laughs> that they get away with it. But before um, you buy something on television as an investment, talk to Scott oh, first to sure. give you some direction. He probably has things in his office that you can invest in that would be much more appropriate than trying to buy something off the internet right. or or over of a television show. If you're interested work. in doing that and you want to hedge against inflation and you want to collect and 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 have some good value, call him at 239-961-0816. That's 239-961-0816. Yep. Or just stop by Strand Executive Center. There you go. Um there daily uh 10 a.m. during the week and mm-hmm. then 12 o'clock on the weekends. Okay. Uh and yeah, just come on in. Yeah, you're you're easy you're, to find right there off of Mockley and seventy five. Yeah, you know, I'm literally two blocks west. Guy. Yeah, you have to be. You yeah. know, if you're a precious metals trader, even though the actual market closes during the weekend, the precious metal market, mm-hmm. uh, it stays pretty active. Right. Yeah, I have some customers that are pretty active, and Monday morning they like to have well, a head start on some things and order some things. And, and two, if you, if you have some of your clientele that maybe are are, are, are working people, yep. you know, maybe they're in an office all day oh, or they a job can't even site get to all day, me, for sure. the weekend is their hobby time. Oh, yep, or that's why house calls are good. Yeah. Or I work with my customers. Like I met John sure. the other night at 9 o'clock. Yeah, in Marco Island. Yeah, he just telling us about. yeah, but a different one. He came into my office at 9 p.m. Oh, okay. Hey, Scott, I work till 7.30. Can, you know, will you come to my office and... Or can I come to your office and do it after work? Sure. And your office Here's is what easy, I have. easy yeah. to get to. You're right, right off, off the, the highway. Mockley Road. Yeah. Right off 75. Yeah. To so, literally 30 seconds off of 75. So if you're coming in from Fort Myers or further north, just come down 75. Same way from Naples or or, uh, or Marco yep. Island. Just Exit come north. 111. Bam, you get off at Mockley Road, and uh, you're over toward the Gulf. Yep. Not far from the highway. West, yep. And it's it's easy to get into. And you're, you've always got cool stuff in easy your office. Easy in, easy out. Even if you just want to come by and get to know Scott, yep. show him some things you have, who knows, you might find some things he has that you want. Yep. And you'll trade. I trade. I barter for sure. Yep. Now, I put a lot of my stuff, you know, it does get wholesaled out. and You know, big websites buy my things. Sure. And I put some things on my website, but I always have some things. If you're looking for an item or two, something it's not like a big retail outlet where yeah. you know, I want people coming to browse. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I have stuff. Yeah, you know. And if you just want to bring me an item or two just to get to know me and say, hey, give me an idea of what I have, that's kind of very common. Yeah, you know, people bring me an item or two and they say, hey, I just wanted to meet you. Sure. This is kind of what we have, and if we get a good feel on how you do business, mm-hmm. we'll bring you more. And the estimates and are free. Say, yeah, and the estimates are free. Yeah. It's, you can get a free bottle of water. There's no There you go. Maybe a soda. <laughs> Maybe a couple of cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like you're at the bank. Happy oak cup of coffee. Pudding at Park <laughs> you can have fun. And you know what? And, and Scott is somebody that you really get to need. You need to get to know. Um, you can visit his website, too, if you want to learn a little bit more about the business. The website is parkshorecoin.com. That's parkshorecoin.com. It's a very interactive website in that you can send him a message. If you don't use his phone or send him a text, you want to send a picture of, what you're thinking about selling, send it through the website. You can do that too yep. or through the phone, but send it through the website, parkshorecoin.com. And there's a question and ask area on your website where people can, you know, they can ask you about something. Absolutely. And uh, and you respond pretty fast too. I do my best. Absolutely. You're, you're very, very timely, which is good. And I want to let our listeners know too, that if you, you're thinking about something, realize that 
He comes with a lot of recommendations, very respectable and honest, and he'll beat his competitors' prices. He'll either match or beat them. And if the very least, you're going to make a good friend. Yep. You're going to make a good friend. So reach out to him. Scott, the show we've, up to this point, we've been talking about coins, basically. We've talked about silver coins. We've talked about currency. Uh, some of the values are amazing, but you've got to know what you're looking at. You've got to know what you're looking at. One of the other areas. And condition, not to and, interrupt you. It's very and important. The condition. That's everything, actually. And Well, yeah, condition is, it's all, everything. is the ultimate, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, one of the things that you deal in, too, is uh, sports memorabilia. And it's the same way. It's rarity. It's condition. Authenticity. Um, you're regularly looking at everything from signed baseballs, footballs to cards. Yeah, mostly. That's a big market. Yep. yep. That's big, a big, big market. market. In past shows, we've talked about the grading of cards and uh, how intricate it is and expensive. Yeah, it's ever so changing, too. Yeah. You know, you used to be able to, you know, grade your 1960s cards and 1970 cards, you know, mid-range cards like mm-hmm. Mantle. Mm-hmm. Even Mantle, well, always Mantles, you can pay the 400 bucks. But if it's $400 to register a card at PSA, forget it. You know, you were pretty much just cutting yourself off to Mantle cards. And, and the reason you know, it, it, And yeah. or rookie cards of all the Hall of Famers and stars. Yeah. I mean, even if you get into a 5th year, 6th year, 7th year maze, not going to be worth spending four hundred dollars. And the reason and for the so four hundred dollars, let our listeners know, is that they used to do it for less, but because of COVID in the supply chain, they're only taking the high end stuff. Well, and California seems to be the only place they're having this issue. Wow. Yeah. So. So. Uh, they're ca- they're charging more. Yeah. To no, they a used to have a thirty five dollars service. They used to have a bulk submission. That's what large dealers do. Yeah. You know, it's like five bucks a card. You right. send them a thousand cards. There's people who have been waiting for a thousand cards now for uh, a year and a half. So the bulk submissions have been like on a year, two year delay, mm-hmm. you know, up to, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy. And then they stopped, then they reintroduced it just express, which is it used to be uh, two days. Now I think it's like seven days, but really? it's not as. But ex- it's four ninety five or three ninety five, and it's just crazy. That's that is so you better card. know what you have. Well, what happened was it's the modern card market is what happened. So they're getting these modern cards, like even the Super Bowl, you know, like Burrow cards, his rookie card, $10,000, $15,000 for these one-of-one cards. That So what was happening, all these people were submitting these modern cards to PSA, and that's what backed them up. Right. It wasn't all these vintage cards being submitted. Because right. a lot of the collectors, they know they don't even submit their vintage cards if they're a four or a five or a three. You keep them unslabbed, right. you know, for a while at least. And the ones you want to put into a holder and spend money on grading are the high-end ones. Right. Now, obviously, if you have a Mantle 1 or a very poor condition card, you want to authenticate it, sure. send it in, and that's always very important, too, yeah. on the high-end ones because they did make reprints on almost all the cards that are almost indistinguishable from the original card. Mm-hmm. So the, there's a lot of factors with the sports card uh, market. Right. you know. And there are some other players. There's Beckett and there's SGC and Boca Raton, but they don't get the premium PSA does. PSAs are the cards with the red slab, the red tab at the top, and that's where you'll always see, like that Honus Wagner card that we spoke about a month ago, just sold an auction for, I think, $148,000. It was one-third of the card. Okay, One-third of the card. card. It's the second one that's ever been found. Right. You know, it's the most expensive card ever sold was that Honus Wagner. But a full card. Full card, yep, by PSA, and then PSA graded it. And they said it's authentic, and it went for 150 grand, maybe more. I have to double check for a part of a card. Yeah, might have been gone for a lot more. Wow. Yeah, definitely that, six figures. Though. Just and that was like you said, a third of third of the card. That's amazing. Yeah, 
That's amazing. So maybe it just shows you that you never know. But it's the authentication, though. Like, if it was just that half card, nobody's going to buy it. No. So that PSA, you know, stamp of approval is very, very important. So it And mean, so there, yeah. you see where the market's going. If they're charging 500 bucks, mm -hmm. that means there's some really expensive cards out there. That and they're the amazing. modern cards. It's yeah. not the old vintage ones. It's these no. modern cards. And then everybody was buying these packs, these new collectors, and then they were sending them into PSA to get graded, hoping to get a 10. Because just an average card, an average player for a 10 was going through the roof just because it was a 10. Yeah. You know, but most come back a 9, yeah. even right out of the pack. And if but you... that backed them up. And then COVID restrictions yeah. in california you can imagine newport beach even though it's a little better down there you know than la county but it california was hit very hard yeah, yeah they didn't manage it well and so and they're still backed up and yeah. 500 bucks a greater card and even in the card world if you bought a whole set or a box that doesn't mean that the cards you take out are going to be perfect very rarely yeah. No, you're not going to pull a 10 it's out of there. It's a real gamble. Yeah, you're not going to pull a 10 out of there. That's the idea. You're supposed to get into it for the collecting. Right. But now money's gotten involved. That's why you'll see a, a run at the Walmarts and Targets. There's fights at them when people were trying to get the boxes. When oh. the, Yeah, there were suppliers who were robbed. There were suppliers who were stocked because they have vendors yeah. who go around to Walmart and Target and all these places and drop off the cards, the Paninis, all these different modern cards. And they would sell them at one point for 30 and you could sell them on eBay for 90 if you just got them at Walmart. Now, Walmart smartened up a bit, and they've adjusted their prices, but that's what was happening for a long time. And then all these people were then sending them into PSA, and then they had a bunch of cards, modern cards to grade, and everyone paid the price now. That's, Maybe it'll go back to normal, but I don't... Don't see it now for a while. See it. No, because the modern cards are going through the roof. Yeah. Like, you know, we saw that burrow. We saw, I mean, I got a list of them we can talk about in the next segment. Wow. Cards that sold in January. It's yeah, it's it's you think the nuts. Super Bowl had an impact on cards? Massive, yeah. No, it's a big gamble. That the next something. day that cup with the MVP, right? Everyone wants ten thousand, fifteen thousand for his one on one card from two years ago, or like his Alabama rookie card autograph, one on one. And these are all the cards that are one of one. And when I say that it means population one. So Panini, Tops, all these card companies to make their cards collectible, they're making just one of that card. And that's why it's essentially a gamble because all the other cards are pretty much worthless unless you're a collector and you like looking at the cards. Mm -hmm. There will never be any value. Why? Because they mass produce them. But when you make a one-of-one one card, there's only going to ever be one of them. Right. So if Burrow wins the Super Bowl, that one-of-one, one, the stock has gone up. And that's so people amazing. play that market. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you have, you're, you, you have people, obviously, that are in the car business. But also uh, people that have other oh, they've been pieces, doing it forever. Yeah, other pieces of sports memorabilia like uh, you know signed photographs, signed baseballs, basketballs, uh, jerseys. Uh, but you've got to have on this authentic. That's the thing. Yeah, and it's very complicated. It's very difficult for me to resell unless it has a stamp of approval from one of the th big three authenticators mm -hmm. for autographs. Amazing. Uh, but we get you there. We can help you do it. Sure. I'll let you know if it's worth doing it. Uh, musical instruments are a great one. Uh, diamonds, old jewelry, uh, these things have gone up in price, especially with inflation. The cost of goods have gone up. Well, so that's why we're an aggressive buyer. Yeah, That's why we do this. And you know, you, we want to buy, we want to buy. We need our inventory and we pay. You've told us you also have a network of people that will help you. If you find something or someone brings some some piece in that you're not completely familiar Incredibly with, you rare. sense that it's good, sure. you know who you can reach out to. Yeah, no, that's very important. Yeah. You've got to have... Uh, got to have experts in every field. Experts. Even if I know what the stuff is, I love having a second pair of eyes on it, or a third pair of eyes. Yeah. 
nothing better. Nothing Because then they can put out bids and they can let me know what they think I'll get for it. Well, And then I can help pass that along to the consumer. Yeah. That's the idea. The more research we can do for the consumer, uh, the better uh, scope of work we can, or it's scope of what their item is worth, it's better for everyone. If someone brings you something in, and I'm sure this happens a lot, and they say, well, Scott, I looked on the Internet, and I saw where this coin is selling for $10,000, and they forget that condition is important, mint mark's important. There's so many things that go into the evaluation that they automatically think they've got something of real great value and I know a lot of times you have to bring them. You have to bring them down. Showing uh, you a text right now. Okay. Go to the top. What does that say? Just Let's came see. in yesterday. Uh, I have a question. Do you buy coins like this one? And it's a picture of a forty-five thousand dollar two thousand D sack. This is what I get every day. Okay, keep you reading. Get, you got it. My name is Celeste. Just wondering. Thank you. And it's a picture from. It looks like a, a, a computer screen on the internet. It's a coin. It's a it coin. It says $45,000, right? Right. A 2000 d Now scroll down. What do I say? And you said, okay. Oh. Well, this is what I deal with every oh. day. I'll, I'll speed it up because I just threw this at you. But then I show her that on eBay, you can buy this coin for $2. Yes. She thought it was worth 45000 Right. Okay. And this is a 2000 coin. Uh, this is called a Sacagawea dollar. And when people uh, want to research a coin online, they always seem to find... Uh, the very expensive one that has probably never even been sold before. Right. Because anyone can put $45,000 on any coin, and that's not a comp. Right. So that's the problem. What do they, do, do people on the internet do that, just phishing, hoping somebody well, will say, Well, that oh. and bias confirmation. A lot of times they don't know what they have. Right. So they type in 2000 Sacagawea D, and that one, look at it, it came up, you know, but they don't realize that. A lot of people can just, and a lot of people actually, on eBay, what I learned, you'll see a, a, a random card that's like $4,000. Uh, people launder money on there. So what they'll say is, uh, I make $180,000 selling baseball cards on eBay. Oh, here's my sales. Literally, you know, they're charging $5,000 for a card that's $0.10. Cents. I mean, it's very common. I could pull up 20 examples right now. Sure. And that's what it is. It's not because they're trying to find a sucker to come buy $8,000 card right. that's worth $0.04. Cents. And if they're doing that, that's pretty bad, too. Yeah. On this, I'm talking on eBay's platform. Wow. So if you can show income, and it's so different. If you want to get a mortgage or a house, you need to have a good income. That's all they really care about. Yeah. You know, That's the most important thing. So what people do is they make an income. It's right. called shill billing. And how do I know about it? Because I have to compare comps. And so when I know that some things are going way over what they should go, why are they doing that? And then this is why. Yeah. Okay, this is, you know, information that yeah. very few people know, and it's because I'm a, I'm a dealer, okay? Right. This is how I know about these things. That's going to uh, be so I, Well, for sure, because people will then call me, well, this card sold for $3,000. What will you give me for it? Uh, well, it also sold for $1.10, just like that Sacagawea dollar did, you know? Yeah. So you're, all, you're bringing me one that's just pie in the sky, and they're always going to bring you the most expensive one to try to get over on me, too. Sure. Make no mistake sure. about that. People try to take advantage of me probably every day. Right. You know, that's just the nature of it. Yeah. And if I told her, yeah, bring that in for 45000 she would happily do it, even if she's brought it to five other coin shops and they told her it's worth $2. Yeah. So I have to deal with that in my life, too. So this so is it's this not is, so easy. This is part of who you are. But yeah. think of it like this. this the is things you today, have to go through give the real client the advantage of someone with knowledge. That's important. You've been through it. <clears> you can honestly say to them. You, what you've got is valuable or not valuable. It's all in the business. Yep. It's all part of the business. Yep. I mean, you see it, like you said, you see it every day. Um, I want to let our listeners know that if they'd like to reach out to you, they can call you at 239-961-0816. That's the number. Park Shore Coin and Collectibles. 
and this is the Park Shore Coin and Collectibles Hour, or you can reach Scott on his website at parkshorecoin.com. He does free evaluations. Yep. You can send him a text at that number, 9610816. He's text-friendly, so feel free to do that. He'll come, he'll vi- make house calls, visit with you, or you can go to his office. He's uh, off of Immokalee Road in Naples, right off the highway, and close by, whether you're coming from north or coming from south, he'll take a look at what you've got, whether it's watches, diamonds, uh, baseball cards, political buttons, vintage toys, musical instruments. Absolutely. You've gotten some musical instruments. High-end watches, yeah, absolutely. Musical instruments always hold their value, um, and they can always be used. So right. as long as they're in fairly good condition, yeah, those typically are always very easily purchased by Park Shore Coin and Collectibles. And customers are typically very happy with what uh, they end up seeing as worth. That's just another item, like the sterling silverware that's just been sitting in a hutch or sitting in a closet or sitting in storage. And that's the other thing. Storage prices, I don't know if you have one or not, but the prices have tripled. So right. I've had uh, probably three customers come in in the last month saying we're taking everything out of storage. Uh, they literally just tripled the prices on us without mm-hmm. even telling us. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what are you going to do? you got to get all your stuff out of there or pay. This. So sure. they said they went from 50 bucks a month to 150 and this is one just by my office, so I would imagine that's happening across the board. Oh, yeah. You know? Well. And so then it's time to clean it out and bring yeah. it into Park Shore Coin, and they're ecstatic. It's like they bring it in. It's not a good time to sell because silver's up, okay. and there's a good demand for it, and they're just sick of lugging it around from storage or just from house to house. If they downsize, they bring it in, and yeah. usually they're pleasantly surprised at what it adds up to, especially the old jewelry. Yeah. Yeah, gold's, you know, $1,800 an ounce, even if you have 14 carat which is 585 parts per thousand. That's 58.5. Mm-hmm. Um, it still adds up. It's still right. 900, you know, like you said, Absolutely. 40 bucks a gram or right around there. Why hold on to this stuff? 14 carat. Why keep it in a drawer? Why not just no. get it out, dust it off? Everybody has a need for money for any, everything. Or know? just sell some of it. Some people yeah. have so much of it, they can gradually, you know, keep yeah. a piece or two for memories. But a lot of people just, you know, you mentioned that before that you've got regular customers that it's part of probably part of their income yep. creation is to bring you a couple of coins their every savings. month. Well, I know at least two people. It's they have everything of their not. I don't. I don't know if it's their everything. They have a significant amount of their savings in gold bars, sure. and they bring me an ounce or two a month. Yeah, and you buy. That's too great. You know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I, let our listeners know you can do that. Again, you can visit Parkshire Coins and Collectibles. The office is uh, right off of Immokalee Road. Yep. yep. And uh, in Naples. Or you can call Scott at 239-961-0816. Scott Heiligman is the owner of Parkshore Coin Gold and Collectibles. Or you can reach him through his website at parkshorecoin.com. Scott, we're coming to the end of this weekend's show. It's been really good. Oh, wow. We've covered a lot of ground, as we usually do. That's yeah, what we usually uh, do. And we love hearing about the experiences that you, you've gone With through. With my customers, yeah. No, it's uh, can't make it up, you know. There's no days the same, <laughs> and that's why I enjoy what I do. You know? I just had an idea. Someday, someday, we're going to take all of the shows that you do, okay. these Park Shore Coins, but we're going to consolidate them and put them in book form. You're going to write a book. I'm going to write a book on it, yeah. <laughs> but until then, Southwest Florida, swing them straight.